0: Good afternoon and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted today by myself, Steve, Mike, and two Eds. Possibly we will be joined by Gina a little bit later on. So, hi everybody and Ed Powell. I'll give you a chance to start. What's the biggest story of the week?
1: Oh my goodness, the biggest story of the week. I suppose the. Um, I, I, I suppose the. Uh, Wow, what is the biggest story of the week is I had my birthday this week, and it's completely wow. destroyed my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: happy birthday uh, again. I, oh.
1: No, I, I I, don't know. I don't know whether it was this week or last week, but the whole Alex Jones billion-dollar verdict, that's sort of what um, –
0: did we talk about that last week? My memory goes as I age, you see, and so um, – I don't think I, so, but why is that a big story? Because they're never going to see that money, Right.
1: No, it's just that um, it's it's yet another example of the weaponization of the justice system against someone who
0: says things that are unapproved. And um, I see it as a free right, speech but, story, but isn't this the idiocy of juries that we're talking about here? No, I
2: mean, no
1: the judge actually made it, it made it impossible for um, for Jones to put up a defense. Literally, he was not allowed to put up a defense. One of the issues was they demanded discover- they demanded discovery, like all information that he had on, you know, his claims about the Sandy Hook shooting, which were um, partially the case. But when he got removed from social media, like all of his tweets and all of his posts and all of his videos on they all got completely removed, so he didn't have any. But didn't the jury so- set the amount? Yeah, the jury set the amount, but but That's what the I mean judge the, de- the judge declared him in default because he didn't produce all of the discovery that she claimed he had to produce. He claims that he produced mm-hmm. all of the discovery that he had. Uh, obviously, he has a, he has a terrible lawyer. I'm, let's get that out of you know. Jones obviously had a terrible lawyer, or according to Kurt Schlichter, he. He had an okay lawyer, but he didn't listen to him. That all out of the way, the the idea is that that even in his most outrageous claims about the ha- Sandy Hook shooting, he never en- actually mentioned any of the people by name. And uh, he, um, and so it's very difficult to, uh, you know, it's 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 very difficult to. Um, to de- defame someone if you don't actually mention them like I can say uh you know, you know all the Democrats are traitors you know and I, and, and my Democrat neighbor might would sue me because you know that does that doesn't fly in um American defamation law so it's it's very difficult no, to understand
3: if, if if it's obvious who you're talking about that it, it could stand what was really unusual is that ordinarily you can't defame a dead person person but i think that uh the state where this case was brought had an exception to that rule we may have discussed yeah he said that he show. said i
1: think he said something on the order of that the um that all of the people involved were quote unquote crisis actors um and uh and i guess if anybody you know so okay so he so maybe that is def- defamatory i i don't know um the the point is that um, to bring a suit at all, you have to show some. And I, I I just can't imagine what the damages would be from people who nobody knows their names, and uh, even the people who listen to Alex Jones don't know their names. So it, it's very hard for me to understand what you know what um what actual what actual damages they have. I mean, I guess intentional right.
0: infliction of emotional distress. Wait a minute, but emotional distress on dead people. No, no, on the parents of the children. Right. So my problem um, is when when you say words can inflict emotional distress, then using my license, um, the entire point of cognitive behavioral therapy is that that's impossible. So to me, the double think and the hypocrisy of saying words can hurt somebody when half the psychological world is there to teach you that words can hurt you. is just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I can't. I can't make sense out of this.
3: Right, and I think that the, you said Steve earlier that this is a free speech case and the free speech aspect is the damages that that Ed is talking about. The whole point of these damages is, is, is to chill speech. I mean, it's not to compensate for harm, it's to chill other people from speaking about future shootings. That's what it's about. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. That and I by have.
0: the way, doesn't this, I mean, it'd be the same exact case for anybody, the 9-11 truthers? Right. I mean, where's this one going to end? And the people who said sure. the moon landing.
2: Yeah. No. And, and that Trump's a Russian asset, that kind of. Thing.
0: Well, Trump, yeah, I mean, because he's a Republican, but. <laughs> I, I, I do think
1: that um, it was definitely an abuse of the justice system, uh, weaponization of the justice system so that, um and and the, the people who brought the suit, uh obviously the parents had nothing to do with it. It was a, some lawyer somewhere who dreamed this up. Um, uh, their explicit stated on television purpose was so they can shut Alex Jones up. And and that should have automatically
0: got the case thrown out because yeah, that is first not they the case for Alex of Jones and people were willing to throw him under the bus because he's nuts. And now more and more people are saying, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have thrown him under the bus because now they're coming for us. Well, yeah. yeah. And,
2: and of course, the, the uh the inverse of this is the other guy who just got off uh, on the Durham probe. Right. Right. Another, another uh yeah. another jury let another one off the hook.
1: Yeah, well, I I I looked a, a little bit into that case. This is the Danchenko case. Um and Uh, you know, he was charged with lying to the FBI, which first of all should not be a crime because the FBI lies to us all the time. So I don't see why people can't lie to them. Um, But uh, I think what ended up happening was that Durham not only showed that he lied to the FBI, but he showed that the FBI knew at the time that he was lying and yet continued to use him as a, a, a source or a paid informant or, or whatever they're doing. In other words, um, I think he got off because um, it wasn't credible that the lies were material to some investigation given that they continued to use him to try to get at uh, Trump. And, you know, of course, the, the irony on this case is that uh, he is the... The smallest, teeniest little minion right. <laughs> of this giant. Yeah. Talk about uh, talk about conspiracies. Giant conspiracy leading all the way up to the top of the FBI, mm-hmm. the the top of the intelligence uh, communities, uh, throughout the Department of Justice, and here is this little teeny teeny leaf fluttering they the know. reason, and he's the one they bring to trial and but didn't get Durham
0: know, didn't Durham know? A, no jury's going to convict, and B, that the left is going to go not saying. See, this further proof that there's nothing there. That this whole Durham thing is a witch hunt. Exactly. Say. He's. I mean, Durham is know the this? perfect. Durham is the perfect
3: Republican. He exists yeah. to to give Democrats cover, and, and to let the Democrats be able to say, see, the Republicans are the crazy ones, not
0: us. And by the way, I, of course, to, I... let me uh, throw in my Harry Carey thing again. As you know, there's other people, I believe, need to commit that. I'm hoping Bill Barr does. Um, that man cannot keep his filthy mouth shut. Excuse me. He has to come out and make a statement about this guy shouldn't have gotten off. The same Bill Barr who undermined everything when it came to election integrity. I mean, where the heck was Bill Barr during this whole entire Russian yeah. collusion thing? So I wish he'd keep his mouth shut and or.
1: I, of course, if I were on a jury, I would uh, fairly apply uh, the law as the judge instructs to the facts of the case. I would never do anything like that. But I'm advocating for other people um, to nullify any lying to the FBI case against anyone. Uh, Use jury nullification to to just throw every single one of those cases out, because it's gotten to the point where the FBI can't actually convict people of crimes. And all be they careful. do is and try ca- and trap be people. Be
2: careful! Be careful! You could be accused of uh, defaming the FBI right now.
1: Defaming the FBI, yeah. All they do is is um, you know, first of all, you should never talk to the cops, and you should never talk to the FBI. But uh, to the extent that they do anything is they try and trap people into like misremembering something or saying something different last week as they did next week, like I said, I can't even remember what I had for dinner last night, much less what I would have said to the FBI. Okay. You?
0: So Ed, all kidding aside, when we say the FBI is a bunch of liars and crooks, why can't they sue us for defamation? It's at least as strong as the Alex Jones thing, isn't it? Well, one FBI agent, believe it or not, sued Alex Jones.
1: and I have no idea what his um, cause of action was. But there was an FBI agent who sued Alex Jones. He, uh, Jones never mentioned this guy's name, and he sued and got like seventy million dollars. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I, I've never, I've never heard anybody else, uh, you know, a government employee can sue a private citizen for saying things that were, you know, no worse than what I just said. So. <laughs> It, I, it is not The whole, well, the whole. Definitely about is
0: killing free speech, and it's another name yeah. in free speech because everybody takes right. a note, and everybody gets nervous about it.
2: Well, the good news, as far as free speech is concerned, is it looks like Elon is getting closer to taking over Twitter.
0: Yes, and and Yi is taking over Parler. Let's get comments on that.
2: Parler, Did Parler even exist anymore.
0: Yi is buying <laughs> Parler. Well, I, I think, I
1: think it's. Like Elon buying Twitter, I think there's a long process between Yi saying he wants to buy Twitter, uh, Parler, and it actually happening. But we'll see. I think it's the funniest thing I ever heard: uh, Kanye buying, yeah. buying Parler. Um, we uh, Ed and I have a, a mutual acquaintance who works for for Parler, and. Um, there is no way that she is gonna last more than 30 seconds working for Kanye. That what what what? There's no way what? I mean, She's gonna last 30 seconds working for Kanye. She's out of a job, man. She is unemployed. I mean, how much how much could Parlour be worth?
2: Like 99 bucks or something?
1: <laughs> they have built out, I mean, the interesting thing is like when they got um when they got took off, uh, taken off of AWS as the yeah. platform that they were using, they um, found some money, don't know where, to invest in building their own sort of cloud services capability. And just like Amazon makes 80% of its money on AWS and then like 19% of its money on delivering products and then 1% of its money on terrible shows, on Amazon Prime, Um, apparently Parler has built out this uh, capability for uh, cloud services to the point where it is a serious um, value. There is some value there. And I think that it, I, I think one of the reasons why, obviously when they got banned from AWS, they needed an infusion of cash to help save them. I don't know who gave them that cash, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it were uh, one of the conservative billionaires that we have floating around. Uh,
3: I wasn't talking about canceling him. I was just saying I don't. I wouldn't hold him up as a hero or somebody that we should really, you know, start you know worshiping the ground he walks on and being thankful for. I,
1: I, I, and, and you know, let's take this. Uh, sort of one step further and that is uh, Candace Owens refused, refuses to denounce him right and um, obviously Candace Owens works for Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro is very hot under the collar about his anti-Jewish statements
3: which I can't blame the guy for and um, I thought Ben Shapiro hadn't said anything about his anti-Jewish compliments oh no he, he's he's on
1: vacation in Israel but he put out a uh, he put out a fairly strong statement but he didn't say, you know, that Candace should be canceled. He he basically said, we we ha- I, I totally disagree with Kanye, but um, you know, it's a free country and we don't we don't hold our employees to you know the ideological purity and What did Kanye did say? Did he say something recently?
2: Well, it was just that um, he he he
1: went on about like uh, Jewish power and and and. How the Jews have uh, hurt the black man in the record industry, or, or whatever. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I think that the whole recording industry is is um, you know we've we've heard all sorts of stories, um, whether Jew or Gentile, about you know, record executives uh, you know ripping off the young artists. I, I, you know the whole Spears mm-hmm. thing, and, you know, blah blah. blah. Um, but for some reason, Kanye has has it in his mind that. Uh, that the, these were all Jews that are doing this and, and he said so and that,
3: you know, that's obnoxious And uh, um. it's not just obnoxious it's just it's, it's factually <laughs> irrelevant I mean it, these Jews are not acting as Jews they're acting as leftists they just happen to be Jewish there are lots yeah. of leftists who agree 100% and act in the same exact way that aren't Jewish so to focus on the fact that they're Jewish rather than leftists well, that makes it racist <laughs> well, and it's just—it's just a factually incorrect accusation. Mm-hmm. It's not the Jewishness yes. that's leading them to do things; it's—it's it's the leftism. Yeah, right.
0: I—I I caught a little bit of your Kanye discussion. Were you talking about the Trump comments? Is that what you were talking about? No,
3: his um, his
1: anti-Jewish statements and the fact that uh, a lot of people are both uh, trying to cancel him as well as. Um, canceling, uh, you know, right.
0: uh, what's her name, Candace? Uh, well, going, uh, you know, going back to what I said 15 minutes ago, your words can't hurt me, and I don't care if he goes to DeathCon 3 against me. It makes no difference to my <laughs> Death life. DeathCon 3, to, I to, to, uh, yeah, to Con. Con 3. No, I was so bad because what Trump had said the other day, you know, the Jews are all up in arms now, the Democrat Jews and the ADL, because Trump basically ripped into American Jews. And that's why they don't realize that he could easily be elected God. I mean, Prime Minister of Israel. Um, yeah. And I know some of the Jews on the right have been sticking up for him and saying uh, he's totally 100% correct. Left-wing Jews um, are the ones who are off the reservation. So
1: I, I do think that if I was like a, a, a secret Nazi and wanted to come up with a plan to foment anti-Semitism in the United States... Uh, the number one thing I would do is appoint Jonathan Greenblatt to head the ADL. I, I, I think that...
0: Aren't you um, a little bit late on that?
1: No, I mean, it, yeah, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Because I, I think that, um, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt has done so much damage to, um, uh, Jewish-Gentile relations, um, as the head of the ADI as the head of the ADL, just like Obama did so much damage to black white relations and for the same reason. Um was, Obama was weaponizing race in, in you know in terms of power and I think that uh, Jonathan Greenblatt is weaponizing um, you know anti Semitism um, for for power. And and I, I really think that they they really have to replace him with someone who wants to bring people together and not tear people apart because that guy is just poison. He is just absolute poison.
0: Yeah. Okay, Mike, if you were switching subjects, what were you switching it to?
2: I I was going to bring up COVID for a second because uh, apparently now the CDC is still pushing for the jabs for kids to the point where it may become part of the regular regimen. So, I I mean, it's just... I mean, it's astounding to, to see what they're still up to. But on the other hand, there's a pretty big silver lining if they ever do that, which is a lot of parents will be pulling their kids out of these public schools if they have, have to be forced to get a jab. Do they
0: have the vaccination out yet for the Boston University uh, strain? I don't
2: know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: there's all sorts of. Uh, that finally hit. Like the Daily Mail, Um, I know it was first found by uh, Elgato Malo um, on Substack, but it finally hit the Daily Mail, and then the You Know know What hit the fan among everybody, and uh, at first Boston University was saying, oh no, there's nothing to this at all, this is all wrong, and uh, and it was like, it's only 80%. Uh, mortality in mice, you know, that wouldn't happen in humans. Uh, and then the CDC or NIH, I think it was the NIH, uh, started at, like, wait a minute, you didn't say you were going to do this in your proposal. Let's let's, let's talk about. This. I think the NIH is kind of running a little bit scared because I think they know that the obvious. Uh, now that we banned from YouTube and say it, you know, it was, it was Fauci and the NIH funding. The uh, EcoHealth Alliance, which did the gain-of-function research, but they didn't do it in the United States because it was semi-banned, so they did it in China. That created the SARS-CoV-2 virus that has been, you know, really affecting the world recently. Uh, you know, it was, and I think to the to the extent that they're still doing it, and they're still they're still doing the same thing, and they're doing it not just in China but in the United States now. I, I think this is beginning to get people. to to wake up a little bit that the NIH is in, you know, in serious need of, well, of course, abolition, but reform, at least reform.
0: I mean, Mike, you seriously think parents would somehow protest this and not give in? I think it could be a tipping point, yeah. Are
2: you going to start forcing people to jab their kids if they can't go to school?
0: uh isn't that what they've been doing for 20 years for other jabs
2: i mean well i mean those are other jabs this
1: is, this is the COVID jab that causes myocarditis and all those other
0: stuff. Yeah, it's just about
1: this... no one is getting their kids uh, vaccinated no one like five percent of children are vaccinated and and now you want to force basically up to i don't know what is it 90 percent or 95 percent this this would mean i i yeah i don't think that's gonna fly follow I, can't well, all of these, I, I don't all think it would st- get
3: that far. honestly. I think there would be mass protests against it that it wouldn't happen. I can't follow this story without integrating it with all the pro-abortion commercials that I keep seeing. The Democrats just think that uh, that the, the Dobbs decision is going to win them this these midterm elections and and I think even without uh, an effective Republican party would, would be doing commercials that say, where were you people when the woman that you want to protect was being forced to choose between a jab and and, a, and her job? Where were you for, for the woman making the decision between her and her doctor when it came to the jab? They were nowhere. They were nowhere. They were forcing her to put something into her body against her will. And whatever you think about abortion, forcing a woman to to, to do the natural thing of, carrying a fetus to term is not worse than forcing a woman to put a, a shot into her skin piercing her skin and putting a foreign substance into her body against her will and against what her doctor says she wants to do
0: not Sorry. to mention all that's coming out about menstruation fertility etc cetera, etc cetera. right
3: and i think i think that it's going to backfire big time on the democrats i think even without the republicans making that argument people see it people see the the not just hypocrisy, but just the the, uh, the outright lies that the Democrats are put going forward with, and and I think that it's obvious to anyone except the most partisan Democrat that Dobbs didn't ban abortion. All it did was send it to the states. Yeah, and I think the Democrats are way overreaching on the issue, and I think they're about to get slapped down.
2: Yeah,
1: I, where, where are you over it? The, the
2: one, there's the one ad in New York, uh, Steve. You've probably seen it against Elden and the ad is actually kind of humorous because it says, oh, the Supreme Court banned abortion with their ruling, and the next rat they're saying, Lee Zeldin opposes all this stuff. It's like, wait, wait wait, a second, did the court ban it? Or does he now have a say?
3: It totally contradicted themselves in the one ad. Well, Lee Zeldin is a really interesting case because he's talking about crime, and crime is a big issue in New York. He, is, he has a real chance to win, I think. Well, I think the, that the
2: pendulum... Has sort of swung back. we in the Republicans' favor of late.
3: Just my my, my
2: sense of it, instincts. In,
3: the, the only uh, argument the Democrats are making is the abortion argument. That's the only thing I said. And J six. Don't forget J six.
0: Okay, and I can't. One of the things I I is that uh, the referendum in Kansas about a banning abortion that lost
1: like sixty or forty. Um, I think that taught. And Kansas is you know super conservative. I I think that taught the um, Republicans, uh, except for Lindsey Graham, uh, to shut the hell up on the issue. Take the W and shut the hell up. And uh, again, then you get Lindsey Graham, who I guess wants to do the Democrats work for them, but but I think most people have shut up for now. Well, that would be the W. Mitt Romney. Yeah. Mitt uh, Mitt Romney uh, is uh,
2: working against um, Mike Lee, right, pretty much in the... Utah
1: now? Yeah, right. Which is which is not done, by the way. Um, historically speaking, even if your co-senator from a state is of the other party, um, you don't do you don't do that. You don't run against uh, the other senator. You don't campaign against him. That has been the case since you know, 1789, and it's one of those things that courtesy in the Senate. And it's just not done. And um, Mitt is. He's, he's a bad guy, I have to tell
0: you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to speak for all the Jews in New York, but my sense is that the liberal Jew in New York would not vote for Zeldin even if every single person in New York were killed as a result of crime.
1: Okay, explain that, please.
0: <sighs> I can't explain it.
1: Why, why do you, you mention you mentioned before at one of the previous elections that while the um the local rabbis except for yourself are sort of in the pockets of the democratic establishment the 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 uh jewish you know people are much more conservative than no no the no rabbis
0: are. no orthodox jews are more conservative conservative and reform Jews are more liberal. Many Orthodox Jews still vote liberal, except for possibly um, national elections or elections with big national implications. But even then, not totally. There are a lot of ultra-Orthodox Jews who vote for Hillary Clinton, who vote for Joe Biden for whatever reasons of their own. But the liberal Jew... It doesn't matter to him if every single person on the planet dies; they will not vote for a Republican.
2: Wow. But circling uh, back to the whole the whole COVID thing and the CDC and everything, I mean, it just shows you the, the corruption between government and the pharmaceutical companies. It's really disgusting, and I don't know how anybody can trust Did, them. That.
0: So At apparently, right there's a movie is coming out now of Bobby Kennedy's book. I don't know if anybody signed up for it. It's all over the place. Sign up to get a free viewing or something. I did, you know, I listened to the whole book, and I'm wondering if that is changing any minds. Can you, can you extract
1: I did it? sign up for it, but yeah, I, it hasn't know. come out yet,
0: has it? I don't think so, but obviously the book what, has. What, what's the
1: premise that you're referring to?
0: Of the book? Of it, Bobby it's Kennedy's book? R.K.
1: Jr.'s book, The Real Dr. Fauci. The real Anthony Fauci. It's a it's an hour and a half documentary based on the things that were revealed in the book, Mm -hmm. like his incompetence and and malfeasance in the AIDS epidemic, um, and combined with his incompetence and malfeasance in the COVID epidemic, plus his capture by the, um, pharma and the vaccine racket, um, you know the getting. Vaccines on the childhood schedule. There, you know, when I was a kid, there were only six or so, and now there's like 56. Uh, and uh, none of them go through testing. I mean, uh, like the Omicron bivalent vaccine was tested on eight mice. That's about what that's that's the level of testing that most vaccines go through nowadays. Um, either that, or they're tested on third-world brown uh, people. Um, because uh, nobody in the United States would ever agree to that sort of testing.
0: I mean, my understanding is he basically accuses Fauci of mass murder on an unbelievable scale. I mean, that's how bad it yeah, is. Basically. But it made me lose confidence in many other vaccines, which I always had. And to right. me, that's incredibly scary. And I'm just wondering, will that move yeah. other people?
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, the whole the whole thing about autism and how there's so many people that felt that all these uh, vaccines may play a part in that and you know, after a while even somebody like me I'm saying it's probably it's probably something else right they're, t- they're telling us, I, I, you they're know, telling too us many it's people, not true again. But wait they're telling us it's not true it's probably that it's not that but now now we're at a point where we can't trust anything they say
1: okay so there, there, there are too many stories of um, the kids showing autistic behavior coincident with them getting uh, a vaccine not like oh I got a vaccine when I was two and now I'm autistic when I'm six I'm like I, I got a, a vaccine yesterday at two and now I'm autistic that that, that's there's so many stories about that and um, and there there was a Facebook group of course there was a Facebook group before it got banned of hundreds of thousands of parents who um, we're dealing with you know sudden onset vaccine-induced autism. Now I know there have been CDC studies that have, uh, have allegedly shown that there's no relationship between autism and vaccination. I, I don't know who the control group would be for that because there are no, there are no unvaccinated people. Uh, so I, I, I don't know, um, but I I would probably be very hesitant to give. Large numbers of vaccinations to any children I had um, after reading RFK Jr.'s book. I'm skeptical of even the adult ones. Like, I used to always get a flu shot. I won't get a flu shot
3: anymore. I go into my pharmacy and they offer me, you know, shingles and the pneumonia vaccines. And I mean, whether I would have gotten them in the past or not, I mean, I'm just skeptical now. My, my kid had hit the nail on the head. They've lied about so many things that I just don't trust them. I mean, if I want yeah. if I want to take a vaccine, I'm going to talk to a doctor that I trust. And, yeah. and even the medical community is compromised these days. So, I mean, yeah. I've got one doctor that, that I trust, but, you know, not all of them.
0: You know, doctors really yeah, don't, don't have any free speech anymore.
3: Tell you, there's no doctor that will tell you, oh, don't take
1: the vaccine because they're liable to get their license pulled. So I, I don't
0: know who you talk to. I guess you gotta just read the papers and see what the papers say. No, but the whole point is the papers were were scams, is what, um, you know, Kennedy is is yeah. basically asserting that all these research is just so skewed and so corrupt and so uh, invalid that you can't trust the papers. And no, and I, I I was gonna say what you're saying, Ed P, is doctors don't really have much freedom of speech anymore. Whether the, the juror or de facto, they, they, they're not going to say certain things, even if they believe it. But so what's going on in California? I mean, they're literally saying, we'll take your license. That's pretty yeah. scary. Right. I mean, it's scary that
2: sometimes we have to look at some of these foreign countries or even European countries to get some truth about some of this
0: mm-hmm. stuff. You know, Mike, I was going to say so when I got cut off from the Internet, which is probably on purpose, since you're in the insurance business, you know... San Jose, I think, is actually passing the law saying you have to have insurance for your guns, and other states have uh-huh. tried it and are trying it. Why don't we start a company insuring free speech against lawsuits? I
2: mean, it's all part of that whole
3: parallel economy idea. I would fund oh it. I mean, that's an You that just got a billion-dollar verdict. How would you fund a billion-dollar, you know, billion-dollar well, verdict? Well, you'd fund the leak Fund the legal uh,
1: expenses. Uh, Charles Murray came up with an idea of, of, you know, a legal fund, a a legal organization, um, sort of like the Institute for Justice or um, something like that, but whose sole goal, uh, funded by a billionaire or whatever, is to sue the government for government overreach. And um, to sort of get a high-powered stable of lawyers who want to go after the government, um, and, and that remains a, a good idea. Um, I'm, I understand that you can't get legal insurance in most states um, because it allegedly would promote criminality or something like that.
0: What does um, that mean? Uh,
3: you know, all the criminals would take out legal insurance, and stuff. It's like you could come on and Your auto insurance covers legal? Yeah, yeah, it does, um, but like specific
1: legal insurance for criminal, I, I, I there's something about that. There is a uh, legal, in, some sort of legal insurance for like self-defense uses of firearms that I have. But I
0: into uh, Well, I mean, you know, the, exactly. the Concealed Carry Association has some kind of insurance for guns, but seriously, if, if we can be sued for our free speech, then some capitalist is going to say, well, I'll sell you insurance, and depending on your risk, you know, is how much I'm going to charge you, because we're opening up a whole new world where besides defamation, we're going to expand that out so far. Everybody's going to be afraid to talk without insurance just like we can't do other things without insurance, and I'm only saying it half tongue-in-cheek
1: Yeah, the Santa Cruz did you say the law with uh, you have to have um, insurance for uh, If you own a it. firearm that obviously at the, the thin edge of the wedge um, the interesting thing is that uh, Scalia wrote all of this uh, ridiculous dicta into the Heller uh, gun decision. And it is being used now by everyone to justify all of this absurd uh, regulations that uh, Balea never meant to, but he should never have done that. You never addicted into an opinion like that. There's, I, he, he's smart enough to know that. And I, I wonder whether it was, not like, had to be put in to get Roberts on his side or something like that, because Scalia is too smart to have written all that stupidity. So my guess is that it was something like if Roberts, if he wanted Roberts to vote the correct way on, on Heller, then uh, he, or, or Kennedy, Roberts or Kennedy, to vote the right, the right
0: way on Heller, he had to include all this uh, BS dicta, which is coming back to haunt Islam. Okay, so I, you know, I, I can't speak to that at all, but New York has basically given the uh, double-barreled, as Mancino would say, to the Supreme Court when it comes to guns, and I saw a headline today or yesterday the New Jersey's trying to copy New York, and they're basically telling the Supreme Court where to put it. So whatever the Supreme Court writes them. or doesn't write, they don't care. And
3: hey, You know what? That is the right thing. The courts do not have the final say on things, and I would re- I wish that Republicans could do the same thing. Why can't Republicans tell the Supreme Court to take a hike? Why is, why do Democrats have to be the ones to 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 put into practice what the framers intended with the Constitution? I mean, I, you know, I I disagree with their underlying policy. But I don't agree with gun control, but this is exactly what the states are supposed to do in pushing back. When the federal government overreaches, and particularly when the federal courts overreach, that's exactly yeah. what they're.
0: So, one second. So you're but, saying well, the Bill of Rights doesn't apply to states?
2: Well, that's what I was about to say. It's interesting because the left always wants to point to the Fourteenth Amendment and incorporation. Well, they don't care about that much now, right? <laughs> but well, ignoring incorporation was an unfortunate mistake. I mean, well, I, 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 I get right. it. But but listen, the, the left uses the Fourteenth Amendment all the time to push their agenda. So where where is their love for the Fourteenth Amendment when it comes to the
3: Second Amendment? Regarding the Fourteenth Amendment for a moment and, and incorporation,
1: I, I do think that the Supreme Court um, had, it, during the Progressive Era decided that its new job was uh, it's not going to police the federal government because the federal government can do no wrong. Its new job is to police the state government, and so if you look at like the Supreme Court from the 1890s to the you know to the present uh all they do is overrule state law um the, the number of federal laws they've invalidated, validated you know can be kept counted on the fingers of of two hands um for instance the heller decision which again is a pro-gun decision um allegedly overruled the federal law but really not it was a dc uh, local home rule um you know, law. And the McDonald decision applied that to the states, and the Bruin decision applied that to the states. Where is the federal you know court that's throwing out the Gun Control Act of 1968 or the National Firearms Act of 1934? Where are they doing their own, their job, which is to, to throw out unconstitutional federal? Law? Well, well they, they don't do that. Need they, well, they don't do Obama that. Care. They, that's not their job. They they are they think of their job as checks on evil,
3: racist state government um, well That's an outgrowth of incorporation of the Fourteenth Amendment. That comes directly. From
1: yeah, I, yeah, that's what I mean. But they 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 completely advocate their responsibility to to put any check whatsoever on the federal government. Um, which it, you know, obviously, I don't need. I don't think that's the role of the federal courts either. But at least. That was, you know, that would would be better uh, than um, than
3: what they're doing, which is to, to, you know, police every every individual state uh, law between here. I agree and, with you, Ed, but We can't make the Supreme Court do its job, but we can not ask Republican legislatures and Republican governors to do their jobs. And their job is to resist federal tyranny. It's to resist what the Supreme Court does. Yeah, and nullify. Their, their job is it's to necessary. say
1: oh isn't that bad and then go on and do the same thing that's their
0: job no and to campaign on it and to make money off of it yeah, and do nothing about and raise
1: money it yeah. right Well, it's interesting. no I mean there was go ahead
2: no you can I was going to change gears just slightly but go ahead finish your point oh uh,
1: I was reading about this um, just to show uh, that we don't just throw shades on Republicans. There's this libertarian candidate, I think. Was, was it in New Hampshire? I think it was in New Hampshire. And she was uh, going all leftoid on um, whether it's Candace Owens or or, or, or someone like that. Um, and, and so the Libertarian Party is, is, in a lot of ways, is just as bad, too. I mean, there, is, there isn't any organized pro-freedom movement. Of course, if you know pro-freedom people, and organization is the last thing they they
0: want, right? <laughs> Organized pro freedom is, is, is a contradiction in terms. Well, that that's part of the problem why we lose. Um, I want to bring up real quick the Justice Department going after DeSantis for moving immigrants. Comments. Bring
3: organization like of that's... law enforcement against Republicans mm-hmm. and important Republicans. Yes. The Republican Party is just not willing to defend its own.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, there's no difference between that and, and what they did to Alex Jones. I mean, I happen to like DeSantis, and I happen to think Alex Jones is a blowhard, but there's no difference. The I mean, you know, the funny like, thing uh, is, is they'd have done that to Rush Limbaugh. If he had the, right, Rush Limbaugh died right before this weaponization got... Really going. I have no doubt that if Rush Limbaugh were, hail
3: and hearty and alive and speaking, his mind on radio, uh, he'd be facing some lawsuit for the yeah, job. He the wouldn't case. be taking it lying down. He'd be fighting back every day, and and, and people would hear what's going on. The Republican Party is not fighting back. You know, yeah, but the federal government is operating on a continuing resolution right now that expires in a little over six weeks. McConnell and McCarthy could very easily stand up and say you got six weeks and after that, if you don't call off the dogs, you're not getting another penny from us. This is not going to continue. It's got to end. But they won't do it. They won't do
0: it. They will never do it. There's boots from 94. They will never do it.
3: They have tools at their disposal that they could use to fight back and they won't use them.
0: No, like I say, they'll campaign on it but they will not use it.
3: And that's why I was saying I, I respect the Democrats in New York and New Jersey that are fighting and resisting the Supreme Court. They're using the tools at their disposal. That's what you do. You play to win the games. Yeah, the Republicans don't play to win. They're the Washington general. The
1: uh, they, they, they play to make a good living and not have
3: to do a lot of work. I think it's worse they than that. Play. They play to give cover to what the Democrats do. They, they, I mean, the way the Washington generals play to make the the globetrotter succeed, the the, the Republicans yeah. play to make the Democrats succeed, which is just outrageous. Yep. Yeah. So, what is our, our consensus on this
2: midterm at this point? I mean, I'm, like I so said, I think the pendulum has kind of
3: swung more in Republicans' favor of late, after kind of. I don't know, think it's swung in next. favor of. The Republicans, I, like I said earlier, I think that the Democrats are digging their own grave because their only argument is vote for us and we'll keep abortion legal till till the baby is born.
2: Well, they that can't run right. on the economy and they can't run on crime and they
0: can't. Well, oh on- no, the economy is doing great.
2: <laughs> I know, and inflation's at zero. I got all. But
0: that. there are people but who the, believe I mean, that. I mean, well, the Democrats constituents do believe that stuff even though it's in their face in the grocery store. That. But they do because they're insane. they're insane. They're insane. You
2: know, I don't know. Maybe you're
0: right. I mean, if you talk to rich Democrats but, who have lost a lot Demi- of money... It doesn't matter
2: what Democrats think yeah, because most of these elections are won and lost by the independents. So be, it must be nice to be an independent because you win every time.
0: Well, right? independents you, you, you are... You keep going
2: with, with, I don't the not know. Way, the are way they just squish? But, but right now... They're losing the You
0: know, I've been asking the question for months now. If 401Ks are down, I think they said an average of $34,000, the rich are losing far more money, far more money than the poor. Why are the rich Democrats putting up with losing billions of dollars?
3: you're rich enough that you don't care so
0: much. I mean billions. Contrary to conventional
3: wisdom, people don't vote their wallets. They vote their morality. And the Democrats have a stranglehold. Morality and culture right
0: now. That's why. Okay, so it's, I'm kind of glad you're saying that because you prefaced it with "you are going up against conventional wisdom," and why does conventional wisdom always play that game of voting wallets when you're probably correct that it's not true?
3: I think it's a way of disarming. It, it, it's a way of deflecting and, and making Republicans fight the wrong battle. And the Repo- I mean, and I think the Republicans do it too to. To pretend like
0: they're fighting the right battle, too. So basically, so I, 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 think, I,
3: I think there's a substantial number of
1: people in the, in the country who, like us, vote on slash ideology. I, I think there's a substantial number of people who, who vote sort of tribally. I've always been part of this team. Um, you know, I've lived in Washington, uh, the Washington, D.C. area, you know, for. Uh, half my life, but I'm I'm still a a Philadelphia Phillies fan, right, because I grew up in Philadelphia, right, I mean, why aren't I a Washington fan, other than that they suck, Um, and there are people who are, you know, I I was born a Republican, I'm going to die a Republican, you know, and then there are people who uh, don't have any idea at all, just they, they, uh, if times are good, they vote the same bums in, and if times are bad, they vote against the bombs and there, and then there are people who like, vote for the most ridiculous of reasons like uh, they vote based on race or they vote based on I know um, one of my relatives elderly now but back in the day voted for John Kennedy because he was a kid I know that for a fact.
2: <laughs> Ed your thought is very provocative and I'm trying to process it but I, you know I, I think it's, it's very true of the left what you're saying because i think no matter how bad economic times are and it's just just point they don't care because there are other things that motivate them but i think given the times that we're living in sure economic issues are going to motivate us especially with everything that's going on but the culture wars that we're experiencing i can't imagine anybody tuning all of that out between what's happening in the, in the schools the, and woke
0: everywhere. Okay, you know, sane people are asking, why is Fetterman getting any votes whatsoever? Why does he poll more than zero? And yet, he polls slightly ahead, if I'm not mistaken. How can it be that anybody even considers voting for a person who's incoherent? Well, just as Clinton normalized
1: uh, uh, electing sexual predators, Biden normalized electing people whose brains are damaged. Well, you know... Guy, people like Sean Hannity are going to point out
2: how crazy and blacked out the guy is, but are the media in Pennsylvania and elsewhere is going to do
3: that now.
0: But why do you have to point it out? Think you see the it.
3: The media, I think, it's that wokeism sells in a certain community.
0: Right, well, and they don't care. The
3: entire state of Pennsylvania. No, but the most of the Democrat Party.
0: The Philly and Pittsburgh area, and that's what I'm saying. They don't care who he is, what he does, what he's capable of. They literally don't care. Nothing would make them vote Republican.
3: And you can see that you have experience with so that, Steve, just by being a leader in the Jewish community. The okay. Jewish community is just like that.
0: But so
2: you're not going to get the 50-plus percent without other people than the crazies on the left voting.
0: Right. I mean, this election maybe will tell an interesting story. Will economy overshadow everything else
3: I don't think it's just economy I think that as Mike pointed out it's cultural issues and there are a lot of things that can motivate the 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 opposition of the Democrats the only thing the only thing preventing it from being a tidal wave for the for the Republicans is that the Republicans themselves are not making these arguments these are these arguments are low-hanging fruit it's not it's not an unpopular position to say yeah. Kids shouldn't be sexualized. It's not an unpopular argument to say that women are women and men are men, and that women should have their own locker rooms and bathrooms and their own athletic competitions in college. I mean, these are not hard things to say. Yeah. But the Republicans don't want to say them. I mean, at least we can take some sauce in the fact that there are some
2: groups out there that are running good ads. I mean, I'd share with you guys the Citizens for Sanity one on immigration, which I thought was fantastic. So we can't can't sit around and wait for the Republicans, you know. You know, right. conserv- conservatives need their own groups, their own packs, their own ads being run, and, and during these elections, you know. And I think when I was at afp we used to run some pretty darn good ones in our heyday.
0: Yeah. So. You would think the Republicans
1: would be able to win just on the trans and the kids, you know, or the um, weaponization of the FBI, or the. Um, I mean, they can't win on inflation because they're just as guilty as the Democrats for causing the inflation. I mean, I suppose they can pin it on Biden, but the truth of the matter is, all that money got spent. All, all the M one that I showed chart, the chart, you yeah, know that was all in, under Trump. So. Um,
0: Guys, I I want to quote from an article I saw this morning in the Jewish press, which is the name of the actual publication, from a lady named Ruthie Blum. I mean, she's obviously right-wing. She writes, A befitting quip that circulated in Jerusalem ahead of the 2012 election was that if then-President Obama were to nuke Tel Aviv, the Jewish vote for him might drop to 75%. (laughs) And that is what I'm saying, not as a quip. That's how crazy it is. So certain people it will not matter. Their votes will never change, even if they lose every nickel they have.
1: So you think it's a, that's more the, what I would call the, the tribal affiliation? Um, I don't know if it's... They've, they've been Democrats for the... Rep, for
0: no, I think lives, it's worse than... No, people. I think they're just liberal, period. I think it's more than the tribal thing. I think they just are that liberal. And those the wacko liberal, nothing will change their mind. Even if they lose every penny they have, know if they can't afford gas, they can't afford groceries, nothing's going to change their mind. It's the again, abortion. The goal is
2: the goal is to eat away at the margins anyway. Now, who cares about what the one third? that's never going to change. All right. I mean, there was a couple on TV within the last few weeks. I had seen them, and they were talking about why they're leaving the Democratic Party, and they're like, "I don't feel safe." <laughs> I don't feel safe anymore, and I'm blaming them. And I'm leaving, and that's why I'm voting Republican.
0: Well, that's why the Zeldin uh, election will be fascinating if Zeldin can pull this one off.
2: Yeah, I mean, the goal is 50 plus 1. I don't care how you you get there. Right,
0: but the question is, how does anybody vote for the current governor? I don't care
3: how they get there, though, Mike. Because if they don't make the right argument, they don't have a mandate to do the things that need to be done. Totally fair point. I'm, I'm
2: totally with you there. But again, you know, when it comes to winning elections, that's
0: what you, you guys You guys aren't in New York yeah. City anymore in the area. Mike, maybe you caught wind of it. You know what's going on with the rats in New York City. So what they did... That uh, was uh, well, funny. Did you see that? They're changing the, 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 the time. They're changing the time you're allowed to put your garbage out uh, to fight the rat infestation. I, I thought you were talking about City
2: Hall and the politician.
0: But, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Gutfeld said the rats are pushing each other onto the subway tracks um, but the point is that that's their cure and, and the same thing for crime so it will be interesting to see and crime is really really getting out of hand over here I mean yeah. I'm su- I assume you're following well, it somewhat
2: I mean New York City voted for Giuliani at a certain point
0: that's I mean, really what I'm wondering
2: are we too far gone I don't know
0: We'll know in three weeks, or maybe not.
3: I I want to change gears quickly, if we can. Uh, I think there are some international stories that really merit at least a little attention. Uh, There's some chaos going on in the United Kingdom. Uh, Liz Truss's government seems to be teetering right now. Um, She's kicked out uh, two high-ranking people and put in Basically, enemies of hers that opposed her becoming prime minister. Um, I think England could be on the brink of, of collapsing right now. I think the Tories in England could be on the brink of collapsing. It's too bad that Daniel Jupp, who has joined us in the past and was supposed to join us tonight, hopefully he'll join us next week, he would probably have some interesting insights on that. Um, but England looks like it's in some trouble. Um, and just more generally, I'm listening to lots of podcasts about uh liquidity problems that are cropping up in England not just in England but in Europe uh and, and around the globe from from a dollar shortage. Ed, Ed Powell talks about all the money printing that the Fed has done and that's true. Um, but the dollar is just appreciating like crazy. And all the foreign debtors are having trouble making debt payments on their US dollar denominated debt. And liquidity is getting harder and harder to to come by in in foreign markets and I'm hearing lots of things about um, another financial crisis coming before the end of the year Um, you know I know know that I'm a a boy who cried wolf my son tells me that all the time but um, I think those two stories are probably related and I think that uh, they're they're certainly worth at least acknowledging and talking about
0: what do you think is going to happen in Europe.
3: What do I think is going to happen? I, I think that at some point there's probably going to be a sovereign de- default, meaning a government is going to be is going to not be able to make its dollar denominated debts and it's going to start defaulting. Uh, and, and before that actual default happens, it's we're going to be, you know, a day away or an afternoon away and there's going to be some crisis and they'll convene some emergency conference in the federal and, and make some emergency announcement. I think it's that that's part of a crisis that's, that's being implemented Didn't Did, right it, now, did
0: Greece default, or they just came very close to it years ago? Uh, it depends on defaulted. what you mean by default. They they didn't pay their debt, but it got restructured. So, I mean, it got I restructured. So I'm doing. assuming that's what would happen if any other country got into that problem. Somebody, somehow, with some accounting trick or otherwise, would find a way to fix it. Because no one's going to let I'm that happen. I'm so not
3: sure this this can be fixed so easily. I'm not sure that restructuring is going to solve the problem, especially once if the currency collapses because people don't have any confidence in it. Um, I'm not sure how you fix that, and that's really the the source of what happened. What's happening to Liz Truss's government? The, there was an attack on the pound because her economic plan was not accepted by the markets, and the British pound started started dropping. I, and the euro is dropping like a stone. I, I saw a story, I, I saw earlier today, and we're recording on uh, Wednesday, October 19, uh, 19th, I guess. Uh, the pound uh, was only purchasing 97 cents. Wow.
1: Which is, which is the way euro is at 97. Uh, let's see, GBP versus USD. Pounds, pounds still at
3: one twelve. It was one eleven last week. Euro. I, is say I meant the euro. Yeah. The euro is only purchasing zero. Yeah, ninety-seven cents. It's below parity. Which I mean, that's that's just, you know the lowest it's been. Um, you know, and and we've got the you know we still have the fallout from uh, from the cutting off of Russian energy and Ukrainian energy to Western Europe and Germany. Uh, we're we're Things are getting tight around Europe, and the noose is really getting tight around around Europe, metaphorically.
0: Okay, I mean, you know, we don't have time to really fix the world here today, but you add that to Russia declaring martial law in the lands that it supposedly annexed. You add that to the story that America's running out of weapons. I mean, it's like everything is totally, totally falling apart. What right.
3: happened Biden today announced that he's gonna release another fifteen million from the strategic petroleum reserve, which I mean again, you know, I I said to you guys from February twenty fourth that the purpose of the war, the Ukraine war and, and the sanctions on Russia was to hurt the West. And it seems obvious to me that Biden is doing everything he can to hurt America. The the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was not meant to be An election tool for Democrats to protect them in the midterm elections and he is using it he is using this spike in in energy prices to drain the strategic petroleum reserve it's it's I think it's under 60% Uh, Biden said today well it's over 50% so we we still have room to maneuver that's just ridiculous
0: you know some people used to say that Carter should thank Biden for getting him off the hook of being the worst president in history but I'm wondering if car- if uh, Carter's not angry because Biden has done in 2 years far worse than Carter could do in 4. Biden's like broken every speed record for destroying a country and the world actually.
3: I think you mean Carter see. gave away the uh, Panama Canal. <laughs> yeah, but the world was not falling discount,
0: apart this badly.
3: You, you can't discount the the the, the impact of Carter getting on on TV and moaning like a like a useless idiot that he can't do anything to save the hostages in Iran, I mean, that
0: was a pretty low thing. No, no, but but the world I don't think was falling apart this wholesale. But everything is just falling apart. You you were on the brink of a nuclear war. Yes, so that's not that's a lot worse than hostages. You know, to paraphrase, uh, who was it, Swalwell, who said that 9-11 eleven doesn't even compare to January sixth. Uh, I I just think the world is going under much more than it was under Carter. That's my impression. And much faster. I mean, it's the economy, and it's the American standing in the world, and it's the American military, which is 25% below recruitment and running out of weapons, and it's this Europe may freeze to death, and England's falling apart, and the dollar, Euro, etc. There's so much falling apart. I don't think Carter was yeah, that you
3: know, bad. Things were going pretty badly during the Carter years, though, too. I mean, the Russians invaded Afghanistan. You know, you had communist insurgencies in Nicaragua and El Salvador. You had um, the hostages in Iran. You had the gas prices, the gas lines. The president getting on TV saying that we're in a malaise. Uh, you know, I-, I think that the '70s was still a
0: did he do all, all know, that he in had, two was years?
3: Bad, but the- things are
0: worse. Now. I think things are worse and he did this so quickly. I mean, this is just a precipitous decline in every area. That's what, you know, I, I think I mean, he beat Carter on that.
2: We're nowhere near the brink of economic catastrophe.
3: Right?
0: And yeah. we had horrible inflation. No, we had almost
3: but 20% inflation. And the, 20% interest. we didn't have the
2: debt that we have now that's weighing on yeah. it's, it's a black It's a black cloud.
0: Yeah. and Carter. From, Carter got, got through. Necks, Carter but, got through elections, midterm elections, right before destroying the world.
1: Actually, he, he. Yeah, I mean the the truth of the matter is that there were significant deregulatory pushes at, in the second half of the Carter administration, pushed by Democrats, um, trucking and airlines. you know uh, airlines and um, those. Those really helped after Reagan did his own deregulatory pushes. There was a kind of a, um, a consensus among both Republicans and Democrats that the regulatory environment was had gotten too much. Um, but Carter made things worse by the Democrats by putting a windfall profits tax on oil, since the price of oil was going up due to the uh, Middle East, uh, the OPEC. They, um they put this this tax on oil which just sent it up further and when reagan negotiated that out of the way plus removed the limits on production then oil flooded the market and you know by 85 the oil price was down to like 10 dollars a barrel or whatever so it, it 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 takes it takes a consistent level of stupidity and i think joe biden certainly has that consistent level of stupidity um Just imagine, you know, I was thinking the other day, you know, because Trump has been criticized for telling people not to vote in the Georgia election, Senate election, the runoffs in 2020. Uh, I'm not so sure I disagree with uh, Trump. I think the truth of the matter is that um, obviously if the Democrats had passed their voter, um, you know, voting rights bill, which would have federalized all the elections, if they had passed the $8 trillion Build back better nonsense. um, If they if they had passed their gun control laws, um, that would have been a disaster. Um, But they didn't. Although they did, you know, some of the spending. Um, uh, But if say Mitch McConnell had led a 51-49 Senate majority over the last two years, honestly, what would be different? You know, I. I don't know whether anything would be different except the republicans would be getting
0: some of the blame so i'm not sure i'm going to challenge something else you said and you guys are a bit smarter than me on this carter could be attributed more easily to stupidity biden i see more the way ed m sees it this is actual malice of destroying the country
2: Oh, uh, no question carter carter was incompetent okay biden this regime is it's purposeful.
0: And this you know, Carter let us fall off a cliff. Biden's pushing us off a cliff.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean I also another difference from the Times is nineteen seventy nine, Margaret Thatcher comes becomes Prime Minister of Great Britain. And you know Liz Truss is no Margaret Thatcher. Uh, Margaret Thatcher had the backbone and the intelligence to to sort of pave the way for what Reagan Ultimately, brought us a year, year and a half later. Um, The weird thing is, like Liz Truss, I mean, she proposed a tax cut to try to stimulate
1: industry, and everybody reacted negatively to that, given the horrific uh, fiscal
3: situation that she um, she proposed a a tax cut with increased spending, and that was going to put pressure on the pound and and pressure on inflation. That's the issue. Yeah. The markets were not wrong about that.
0: No, I, I said
3: on this uh, show a couple of weeks ago that if you want to really solve the inflation problem, you have to go to what's causing the money printing, and that's government spending. She needed to cut yeah. government spending, and she didn't do it. Right. I, I, I'm not as familiar with
1: the British um, budget as I am for the United States. Uh, they do spend a ton of money on their National Health Service and uh-huh. Social Security and, and the weird thing is is um, both uh, previous Prime Minister Boris Johnson and, and now Liz Truss uh, campaigned on stopping the migrants but not only haven't they stopped the migrants, they're putting up a four or five star hotel uh, these migrants come across in boats from France, and you'd think they'd have a postcard that could turn them around, um, but they don't. Britain they, has never had a strong navy. Britain <laughs> has never had a strong navy, no. Uh, you know, but they don't, not only they don't turn them around um, and tell them to go back to France on, you know, paying a 50 caliber machine gun, but they bring them in and they put them up in four or five star hotels. And the British people are like, we've had enough of this, and yet neither party has decided, you know, to fix this problem.
0: Right, uh, so you know, I'm, you know, I'm wondering, is part of the issue that 40 years later, the cultural rot is so much worse?
1: Unquestionable. I don't understand the whole uh, migrant thing. I, I, I don't. There, there, ten years ago, there was a complete consensus that these people should be stopped. Obama campaigned on stop them, and he did stop. Them. He was called the deporter in chief because he deported tons of illegal aliens. And then in 2014, everything changed, and I, 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 and everything changed like in throughout the whole world, like on a dime. Like somebody, like Paul Schwab, issued an email and says, okay, from now on, we're going to allow infinite migration. And
0: everything just changed on a time. I, I just don't know how that happened. Um, Are any of you watching the um, this series, The U.S. and the Holocaust, this Ken Burns thing? I have not seen that. So I started watching it last night, and what bothers me is it's a really nice, it's a good portrayal of the beginning of the Holocaust. And maybe I'm paranoid, but I see it as the only reason they're pushing this is to make us take in, quote-unquote, migrants. It's like, because we kept the Jews from Europe from leaving and they all got killed, therefore we have to take Venezuelans in. And just ignoring the fact there's a difference between economic refugees and people being slaughtered, and that there's 10 countries in between that should be taking them in. And I find it very insidious the way they're going to use the Holocaust to say how can you Republicans be so cruel and turn these, back, these people back on the St. Louis and send them back to Nazi death camps? And somehow that's the same as sending back people to Venezuela.
1: Certainly, the St. Louis was a, a bad idea. But look around. There are plenty of Jews here that came from Europe in the, the lead-up to World War II. So it's not like we were turning everybody away. Um, I Yeah, the St. Louis was weird. I, I, I get that.
0: Um, All I'm saying is I think they're using the people aren't smart enough to think there's a difference between sending back to death camps and sending back to the nearest country that's supposed to be taking them in if they have an asylum claim which they really don't because they're just you know economic asylum. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, why aren't Republicans I mean again Trump picked this up um, this $1,000 bill but I don't hear any Republicans about Marjorie Taylor Greene, but very, very few people are, are you know, Greg Abbott and, and Ron DeSantis, but, you know, nobody's picked this up. It's an outrage. It's an outrage what they're doing. Five million people in the last few years, they've let in, and have no means of support at all. They don't have jobs, they're all on welfare. You see, if you're an immigrant, you you don't, you don't qualify for welfare but if you're a refugee or an asylum seeker then you do and so they're all on welfare they all get a huge handouts sometimes in some states like New York they get extra welfare beyond which a normal American is down on the luck or a, you know just a parasite doesn't even qualify for it. so it's um, you know it the whole thing is an outrage nobody should be allowed in uh, through the border, outside of uh, you know recognized uh, border crossings, anybody who comes in, I don't care who they are, I don't care if it's Mother Teresa fleeing uh, a pack of ravening wolves. If she's crossing at not not at a border uh, stop, she should be turned around and sent back.
0: And I don't want to, no I don't instance. really want to go as radical as you, uh, so I'm going to modify our opinion a little bit. I think everybody should be let in, but there's only one destination, and that's Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, or Canada, Let's send to Canada. Beverly Hills. <laughs> Beverly Hills or New York City. All right, guys, we have to wrap up in a second. I know, Mike, you got a hard stop. Mike, quick, what did we miss yeah. today?
2: Oh, geez, I don't know. There was one thing I was going to mention before. We were talking about liability, uh, and uh, I think this is another tactic, obviously, the left is using. And I, I shared on our top secret secure back channels probably a week or two ago, Um this information I came across probably a company you know maybe a lot of people never heard of is called Munich RE Group they happen to be the world's biggest reinsurer apparently they underwrite 22% of the global economy and what the left is pushing them to do and what they are apparently doing now is not insuring new oil and gas fields uh, and new oil midstream projects and new oil power plants Uh, beginning April 2023. So this is part of the way that they're pushing their radical climate change Marxist bias upon us is to try to force insurers to not insure these projects.
0: Which reminds me of the story I put in the show notes whose title was Australia's largest bank will stop banking with companies with no climate change plan. Mm -hmm. So yes, they're using the private sector on an incredibly large level, like you're saying, 20% of the economy, yeah. and super banks to force so, businesses to do things, which is and really, I think, really uh, scary. real
2: quick, the one flip side, the one hero of the week, apparently, is the treasurer down in Louisiana, who's pulling the money out from BlackRock.
0: He's not the only one. Um, I think Missouri is another one that's doing it. It's, I think it's two or three states already that are saying they're going to do this, which is really, really nice. Be in, like I said last All week, right. it would be interesting if they could get 20 states to do it. Of course, they'll probably end up getting sued and losing to some billion-dollar Alex Jones jury or something. All right. I, I got to cut out. So. Eds, last words for me. today, please. Words of wisdom, Ed P. What did we miss? All of- Yeah, I'm working with Lawrence Southern on
1: a gun documentary, and I'm going to uh, interview an anti-gun professor next week. I'm I'm doing the interview, and I'm going to be helping. And uh, that'll be interesting to hear what he has to say, because he he very much is of the opinion that uh, gun regulations are are perfectly constitutional and historical and good policy. And uh,
0: um, that'll be interesting. When is this documentary coming out?
1: Well, it was going to come out by the end of this month, but she got COVID, so it's probably the end of November now,
3: beginning of December.
0: Okay. Ed M? Um,
3: I think we covered everything, so the world is in good hands.
0: <laughs> coming back to insurance, good hands with Allstate. All right, folks, sorry about the technical difficulties. We'll be back next week, 4 o'clock hopefully with Daniel and Gina and enlighten you some more about all the great things going on in the world. With that, have a wonderful evening.